sit primary nice waxing it up waxing it up waxing it up whacking i always feel like i have to up the wacky factor whenever i pod you would mean the wacky factor just like hey you're waxing your mustache <laughs> and you just like go. not how i talk at all well hello dale and welcome to the <laughs> dale show i'm your co-host jeff goshe and with me as always is dale deruder dale 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 DeRuder. thanks a lot jeff and today we're gonna look at the twitter files <laughs> it's about to get crazy sunday sun well i guess it's <laughs> yeah yeah you bought your seat but you'll only need the edge <laughs> oh uh, one thing I have to clear up before I go along. This is actually episode 26. Okay. I actually had the number of the episode wrong on the last like two. Or I three. thought so. <laughs> I know. I kept like, I don't know why there was, I think it was like one of the two parters a couple episodes back. Ah, uh, you missed one of the parts right and then it compounded upon itself. Yeah. And then it yeah. just, it just kept going. So <laughs> this is episode 26. That'd be hilarious if it actually was not 26 and I just yeah. made it worse. But uh, yeah. As I mentioned before, we're going to take a look at the Twitter files. And if you don't want to hear me read stuff, uh, you might as well turn this off. You're uh, listening to the wrong podcast. I'm sorry. I thought when I was like, oh, I'm going to do the Twitter files. That'll be a fun thing to learn. I figured maybe there was one or two Twitter files, but there's oh 17 God, so different many. threads. And like I was explaining to Jeff before I went and I hunted them all down and I read like the first 15 on Twitter and then Matt Taibbi in like Twitter file number 14, he has like, Oh, by the way, here's a capsule look and they're all broken down to like, what's the main point of them all. And I was like, Oh, but I'm still glad I read through them all because there's, they're pretty dense with information. Like it, it's packed. Yeah. And the funny thing was, I was like, how hard, how much info, info can there be in there? Because it's, it's basically them talking about how before Elon took over Twitter, the FBI had their sticky little fingers right up the butts of Twitter and were working their mouths. Like how many puppet. fingers exactly was that? You showed a lot of fingers there for folks. I think there was like 17, one finger for every there single were, Twitter. File. There were nine fingers showing there. Ooh, yeah. That's a lot of fingers in the butt there. And, uh. I'll start off by talking about Matt Taibbi was actually on Joe Rogan recently, like last we weekend, episode 1940, if you want to look it up. And I was like, great, Matt Taibbi and Joe Rogan, they're going to talk about the Twitter files. I'll get a nice little intro, a nice breakdown. But if you've ever listened to the Joe Rogan podcast, it's just like this. They'll talk about something for like 10 minutes and then just go into the woods. Yep, And that's the what they did. But they did give us a nice little snippet that I'll lead off with because um, – Matt Taibbi was saying that the most surprising thing he gleaned from the Twitter files was how bureaucratic the whole system was yeah. and how they had the department for Homeland security would send emails to Twitter for stuff that was homegrown and from the States. And then FBI would send emails to Twitter with stuff dealing with international stuff. And right. then Joe pointed out the funniest thing about this is that it was all done over email. And the only yeah. reason we have Twitter files right now is because all those emails were kept on the servers 
And when Elon took him over, he sent it to like Matt Taibbi and Barry Weiss. And then they went through like, yeah, dissected all the emails and stuff and found out all this information. Yeah, it's nuts. And uh, Matt said that's an example of how comfortable they were that they just like they never thought anything would happen. They figured they were comfy and they could just tell Twitter what to do. And they just sent them emails with like, as you could see on the different ones I go through, they had like list of like users they wanted them to look at. And then every once in a while, they'd be like, here's some tweets. We want you guys to do something with. Just have a little look at those. Okay. So. Man, could you um, imagine if somebody looked at like my tweets, for example? Oh my They'd God. be so bored. Yeah. Like this there's, stuff is juicy. There's, there's I nothing, nothing juicy sexy about my tweets. None whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Today, I was very happy that it was family day here in British Columbia. <laughs> That's um, the extent of my tweets. That's yeah, legit. there you go. Yeah, I'm so happy it's family day and I've got and, an extra day off. Too. And I, I tweet some of my dumb jokes that don't oh. make it on the. Then I try to seamlessly integrate them onto the podcast and it's never that seamless it's or that never integrated. That seamless. Yeah. <laughs> and uh like I said before, there's 17 Twitter files. We're not going to go through all 17. We're not going to get to them all. There's a lot. We might make it for through the first 6 cuz that's all the if, ones I did. How much are you reading of the 6? All six. <laughs> cool. I'm not going to read the whole Twitter files because the way they're Full disclosure, they're kind of actually really fucking hard to read because they're yeah. all laid out in Twitter threads. In tweets, yeah. And you have to search down the first thread. But there's this thing you can look at. It's a website, and it's called thereaderapp.com. The, yeah. It's, it's oh, actually no, wait. TH I, Reader. Okay, wait. I'm, I'm a complete idiot, and I can't read, which is does not bode well for this. It's called thread reader app not thread the reader, reader app. app thread reader i was looking at it and i thought <laughs> thread was the so there we go yeah but you go to threadreaderapp.com and you just you find the hypertext link or whatever for these threads and you can put it in there and it puts it all nice and clean on a website like on a yeah. web page and that's much easier to read than from going from tweet to tweet but um, I do like, even though I'm going to give you a lot of information, I do recommend everybody go back and read these Twitter threads on the thread reader app because all the stuff he talks about, Matt Taibbi, he has examples of them. Whereas I'm going to tell you what he found in the Twitter files, but I'm not going to give you examples because they're mostly picture files. So if you want to find that stuff out, I'll have links in the show yeah, notes i was gonna say you're gonna apps. put links right? yeah okay so like i guess we already decided we're gonna do one to six today yeah um a couple of them i'll glom together because there's like two or three different ones on donald trump getting kicked off of twitter as like twitter files so i don't really want to get too much into that because i feel like everybody's tolerance for hearing about trump <sighs> is already way past and now that he's running again it's gonna I, be even worse man i couldn't believe that you told me that yesterday i haven't really <laughs> been paying attention and i was like no. you gotta be fucking kidding me yeah so so far the only ones that have announced that they're running for the u.s republican primaries is donald trump and 
I forgot her name. Some other lady. DeSantis hasn't officially announced that it's running yet, unless he did it. One of the likely candidates for sure. Yeah. But they're saying he might wait until net like 2028. So he doesn't have to go against Trump. Right. Okay. So what happened with the Twitter files back on track? Um, Sorry. I'm just looking up my notes and seeing if it has a. Okay. So Matt Taibbi wrote like a short thingy, short synopsis of what happened. So the Twitter, this is according to Twitter. This is from his first Twitter file on December 2nd, 2022. So the other thing about this is it's all very recent. And uh, it's a series like, based. Sorry. No, very, very recent. Yeah. yeah. Is it, uh, are you sorry? The other Senator, was it, uh, or the governor, uh, Christy Noam? Is that the one who was in the running from South Christy Dakota? Nellum? Noam, N-O-E-M. I don't think so. I think it was okay. a chick. Yeah, that's a chick. That's a lady. Oh, it might be her. I mean, uh, sure. I'm, I'm sure people don't care. Okay, sorry. Go ahead. But yeah, no, thanks for looking that. No problem. Okay. So the Twitter files are a series based upon thousands of eternal documents obtained by sources at Twitter. The Twitter files tell an incredible story from inside of one of the world's largest and most influential social media platforms. It is a Frankensteinian tale of a human-built mechanism grown out of the control of its designer. This is all very flowery. Very flowery. Floral language. First year journalism (laughs) students writing. You can tell that a very advanced journalist wrote this. Matt Taibbi was also worked for the Rolling Stone a lot. You can kind of hear... Yeah, rolling stone epithets in here. So Twitter in its conception was a brilliant tool for enabling instant mass communication, making a true real-time global conversation possible for the first time. Uh, when did you get on Twitter for the first time, Jeff? 2007. I was an extremely early adopter. Were you T9 texting to a number and then it was put on Twitter? I was uh, sort of, it wasn't T9 texting, but it was, right. but I had was like, like regular texting and then it was put on Twitter. Yeah. I had to go SMS. It was on my Blackberry. So I had to oh. use SMS to tweet to Twitter. Yeah. So for me, I was actually T9 texting from like an old Motorola, like yeah. flip phone. I had a Blackberry. So I was quite advanced. You were way more advanced. So what the way Twitter worked, and this is why it was so brilliant was you would send a text to a certain number and then that would get put up on the internet because back when Twitter started, smartphones didn't exist yet. Well, I guess Blackberry's count as a smartphone. So yeah, I used like the opera operating system. Like opera was like the one, the, or the, sorry, not the operating system. Uh, mm-hmm. Opera was the web browser on Blackberries, and yeah, Opera fun- had it like an API to Twitter where you could use it to tweet stuff. And I remember my first tweet was like, "Hello, is anyone there?" And that was it. That was like the <laughs> first tweet, and I sent that for my Blackberry, and I was so excited. And then yeah. nothing happened until my friend Alistair responded like about a month later. Nice. I can't remember what my first tweet was, and I probably should have looked it up, but I did not. <laughs> But I kind of miss T9 texting because you could do it one-handed without looking at your phone. Yeah. I was trying to explain While to somebody weren't what T9 driving. For those of you at home that don't understand what T9 texting is or have never heard of it, um, basically there's letters attributed to the nine numbers on your phone. And mm-hmm. uh, you had to cycle through those numbers. My thumb's like doing it automatically because it's yeah. 
<laughs> used to do it. So like if I wanted to type Dale, I would have to type two because that's for D because it's uh, one is ABC. Yeah. Two is D E F. So if I want to type Dale, it would be two, then one, then whatever L is would be like, it would be five twice. Mm. And then E would be two twice to get to the E. Cause so like if, if one is ABC, and I wanted to type a C, I would have to hit one three times to make a C. Mm -hmm. Yeah. If you don't, That's if you don't know wild. what it is, look up a YouTube. There's a good YouTube video and show somebody nice. showing how to do it. It's pretty funny. <laughs> yeah. So like T9 texting, if you got good at it, you could remember what they were and do it with your phone yeah. without even thinking about and it. Yeah. You could like just feel with the phone, like just yeah. and not even look at it. Whereas even with my smartphone, it's like got the whole key. So I'm like constantly with my I big got the old bifocals so I can see the little tiny letters. So I can type. <laughs> yeah. And I always hit the wrong letter too. It's yeah. all the time, annoying. all the time. That's ducking mm -hmm. crazy Dale. Right. Okay. <laughs> back to Dale reading in an early conception, Twitter more than lived up to the mission statement, giving people the power to create and share ideas and information instantly without barriers. As time progressed, however, the company was slowly forced to add those barriers. Some of the first tools of controlling speech were designed to combat the likes of spam and financial fraudsters. Slowly over time, Twitter staff and executives began to find more and more uses for these tools. Outsiders began petitioning the company to manipulate speech as well. First a little, then more often, then constantly. Here go he goes on to explain how both parties had access to tools to remove tweets. So one thing about the Twitter files that it is should point out is whenever you hear about it, like a lot of the conservatives like to say that it was only Democrats who were petitioning Twitter to remove stuff, but the Republicans had access to it at all. But one thing that the reason there was more Democrats getting more stuff removed was because this was kind of like uh, you know somebody in the industry so it would be like since tech is more left-minded people or more left politically left-minded people there naturally be more demo democrats in it i don't know why i stumbled on that word so hard there'd be more democrats in <laughs> yeah, it. that's a tough one so more democrats would have access to people on the inside of tech so more democrats could easily just send emails to their friends and be like hey bud while you're in the back of twitter can you just delete this or that and then yeah so he matt taibbi puts it like this he says the system wasn't balanced it was based on contacts because Twitter was an overwhelmingly staffed by people of one political orientation, there were more channels, more ways to complain, often to the left than the right. Okay, so good so far? So far. Mm, I guess I got to say... Okay, so... Fuck. I didn't write the date down. So... I guess I got to backtrack a step on how the Twitter files actually happened. I did mention... That what happened was Elon Musk went to buy Twitter and then does, or do you think everybody's familiar with the saga of Elon Musk buying Twitter in the first place? I, uh, well, I think everybody knows about it. I think you might have to fill in a few of the blanks. Okay. About how the files so this is off the right. top so of my dome. 
Yeah. Because I don't think people want to listen to me Google. But so I no, think do it was just do it quick. I'll just say I think that way when yeah. I'm wrong, people can't. It's not it's not le- legally binding. Yeah. <laughs> Allegedly. Yeah. So back in April of 2022, Elon Musk was just I can't remember. Nobody knows why Elon wanted to buy Twitter in the first place. I think it was just like I think he had mentioned on the Lex Friedman podcast or something that he sees potential in Twitter where it's an everything website where people can post videos and talk to each other and like sell stuff. So he has, he saw the potential of Twitter being like evolving to being able to like host videos and stuff. That's like one of the, why one of the first things he did when he bought it was put up uh, some movie. I can't remember what it was, but it was like an hour and a half video on Twitter. And it's, oh, yeah. imagine it was the worst thing to watch because every time you left that window, you had to start over and then skim through and find your spot. So in April 2022, Elon says he's going to buy Twitter. And then he says he finds out that there's way too many bots and Twitter actually isn't as sound of an operating system as he was led to believe. So he says he was misled. So he tries to pull out and doesn't want to buy it. And then at that point, Twitter was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. You said you were going to buy it. You committed. You have to buy us. And then Elon was like, well, show me how many bots are involved in this fucking swamp. And then I'll, and then I'll buy it. And then Twitter was like, we can't show you trade secrets or whatever. And then Elon's like, well, then I don't have to buy it. And it was, it was kind of, if it had ended at that point, it was cool because it would have been like a, like, yeah, it would have made sense because Elon would have just blew up Twitter by showing how unreliable and how full of bots it was. Totally. And then Twitter, for whatever reason, sued Elon, basically sued Elon into buying it, which was annoying because for the longest time, everybody was like, I can't believe Elon's going to like hostilely take over Twitter against everybody's wishes. And everybody's like, how could Elon do this? He's such a bad man. And then Twitter sued him into basically buying it. Yeah, it was, it was pretty, yeah, it was a pretty, that was a pretty weird time in Twitterville Mm -hmm. when everyone's Mm -hmm. speculating about it. Right. Yeah. And then in October, Elon was finally, he was like, all right. And he gathered up $44 billion and (laughs) then he bought Twitter billion dollars out of a hat. And, um, and it's funny because, uh, where was he say? Oh yeah. Matt Taibbi on Joe Rogan. Cause Joe was like, Hey, why did Elon buy this? And Matt's like, nobody knows. Nobody knows. And it was like, Matt was like, it's funny because he essentially spent $44 billion just to become the whistleblower of his own company. Yeah. So I just feel like Elon's bought it because he's going to somehow make money out of this because when it comes to making money, Elon Musk is his jam. a super genius. Like he keeps getting these companies that are failing. Like when he got into PayPal, it was kind of on the downslope and yeah. then he put it back together and he made a whole bunch of money. Tesla was on the downslope. The guys who created weren't really good at marketing or whatever. And then Twitter comes in and he got all this viral marketing and stuff like he, um, Tesla didn't even have a website or anything for the longest time. It right, was like for the all time. word of mouth. So he turned all those profitable and then like the boring company and then Starlink and SpaceX, you know, the drill Elon just fucking 
figures out how to trick the government into printing him money. <laughs> yeah, I think that's, I, I mean, I guess that's probably the biggest thing is you like, it was either information that he was trying to buy with $44 billion mm-hmm. or, or a profit to be made somehow. Yeah. Like if it's weird too, because we're at this, like, like me and Jeff went for a 10 K walk yesterday. Yes, we did. We're super svelte. And I was only crying when I woke up this morning for like (laughs) half an hour. (laughs) But um, we were talking about, because me and Jeff both have a journalist journalistic background. And we were talking about how like kind of influx the whole journalistic, um, What's that word I'm looking for? Like the media the, business. Yeah, the media business. It's the whole the whole thing of it. The genre yeah. of the genre of journalism, if you will. Like it's take it's taking a turn. Yeah, it's, it's like in this weird the state of flux right now. Yeah. Whereas it's like it's stopping being classical media on the news. Like it used to be print media was like the crowning glory, and then online journalism was this weird afterthought that nobody thought would yeah. take precedent because they're dumb and they just didn't see the future properly so they totally kind of didn't pay enough attention to online media and they didn't give it the like attention it needed and they were like just focus on print and then print complete is pretty much completely dead at this point like it's kind of just like a niche business where you do it as like a novelty act where yeah there's like a couple remaining print outlets Mm -hmm. in provinces and stuff now yeah and some places are like turning online to varying degrees of success like a lot of them are set up paywalls and stuff yeah so the whole reason i'm talking about this is one of the things i think elon might be doing is turning twitter into sort of a publication forum that makes a lot more sense yeah like newspapers would pay to play like the New York times tweeting and stuff. Elon Musk might be like, look, you want to tweet on here. And it would so, be like, it would kind of be like this, like advertising without advertising. Whereas like, yeah, it's creating a, a pay media where, but so then the only damn thing I have with that is like, what does, how does, how do, does media make money from that? Well, what I think would happen is, like why would a journalist Twitter pay to being, go on Twitter? Yeah, Twitter being free still, nobody kind of understands how great that is. That right. like how Twitter and Facebook and stuff like that is still free. Whereas like Netflix and Spotify and yeah, Apple Music money. and everything else is like a subscription platform because they, but they all knew what they had. Whereas like Twitter, Facebook and like Instagram, yeah, it came from a different TikTok, place it kind of got grandfathered in where they made the money off the advertising. So instead of you buying like a subscription to the, um, the product, you actually were the product because you were lending your eyeballs to advertisers, advertisers and stuff. And I think a good example of this is like YouTube, like right now how YouTube has YouTube free and YouTube premium yeah. And it's like YouTube free is kind of getting to the point where it's pretty much just unfucking obtainable. Like you can't even handle it anymore. It's, like, yeah, there's so many ads. It's ridiculous. I'm almost actually, you know what? I should probably have YouTube premium since I put stuff on there. Yeah. Right. I, I was just thinking that. Yeah. 
I wonder if that would get me more views or us more views for this show in Outrage Factory. Like if I it's all about you had a premium account. <laughs> <about> me. <sighs> yeah, I, I, yeah, I don't know. Like if if you're paying for a YouTube like a YouTube premium subscription, do you get does do more people look at? Yeah, exactly. Or does the algorithm kind of like be yeah, like, like oh, go, hey, these people are paying. You should look at these people. Yeah. Like lift you up. Yeah. Yeah. Because I had free Spotify for like a month and then I couldn't handle it anymore. Yeah. With, so like, that was the, the same ads. with us. Yeah. So we bought the family, the family Spotify because it was so and like you can't control and it's still kind of shitty, but it's. Yeah. Yeah. I have the dual account Spotify where it's oh, yeah. like I by i have mine and then i have andrea's but i just gave her her own because she listens to country and Ugh. i don't want that in my in your feed in my suggested algorithm yeah mix that you get every week because i fucking love that thing and i find so many music so many totally so many music through it yeah. <laughs> so, so many music, music many music so many bands is much music some might say yeah. okay so all right kind of lost track oh yeah so we were just on a huge tangent about that so yeah that would be to to bring it back in and pull on the rope i feel like elon musk is going to somehow get it like cajole us into giving into like um a subscription-based twitter yeah that seems right then which would you well, know he's, starting, he's would... kind of starting that oh hey i had a question for you sorry yeah. to derail it one more time some of the media outlets i've been noticing this on twitter they have a yellow check mark beside them oh really have you seen this yet no i haven't let me just one of them i think was like vanity fair and rolling stone i think they're like magazines that are tweeting oh, they have a yellow check mark no. next to their name so instead of the blue check mark they have a yellow check mark next to their name. Sorry, I, there's a total. No, that's a good point this... because that could be where it's going. Whereas, where because the blue check mark used to be a verified check mark, yes. yeah, and that would just be like you would get Journalists it because you are the famous person, yeah, exactly, instead of just some knockoff. But yeah. the gold check mark could be like companies instead yeah. of people, exactly, which I think so is like, what it's sort of going to. Yeah. I'm just okay. I'll look. I'll look later. But now, yeah, right? Later. I've only seen blue. Okay. Are you on a, on a iOS? Yeah. No desktop. Okay. Because yeah. Because I was thinking maybe it's an Apple thing, but I don't know. Because Apple, everything goes through the. So anyway. Oh yeah. What I was gonna say was maybe if you get like what I could see happening is Elon Musk. I don't know why he would do this, but this would make sense if a place did it, where you turn Twitter. Oh, into yeah. a publication feed where you once you get like the the you pay the subscription fee you get access to different articles by like wall street journal or time new york times and stuff the stuff that's behind a paywall now maybe if it's like it turns into spotify but for like news and publications where you can because like right now if you click on a link in twitter to go to an article it's like hey you've used all your free ones up but maybe through this weird subscription thing you get to go read everything you want for free and that would be worth it i'd pay eight bucks a month for that okay interesting so i was just checking mm-hmm. it out gold check marks on twitter are verified businesses Ooh. there's blue check marks for verified account that say this is a legacy verified account it may or may not be notable and then there's mm. other blue ones. Uh, so one of my friends is a purchaser 
of the check mark. Oh yeah, the eight dollars a month. A month one. Won't mention any names. He's mm-hmm. purchased his check mark, and it says this account is verified because it's subscribed to Twitter Blue. So there's legacy check marks for some journalists. Yeah, but, but businesses have like verified businesses have gold check marks now. So like no, the Vancouver Canucks have a gold check mark, for example. Oh, let me just check our so, local sports hockey team. One thing I would like sports to know. Sports hockey. That's a did thing. this just happen? Uh, it's been about a month or so, I think. Okay, sorry, I just started guys, noticing just... them on people's retweets. I oh it was yeah, weird. I see the gold. You see it? I've I've I see the gold on the Vancouver Canucks, whereas Finn, the Vancouver Canucks mascot, is blue. Jeff, is blue, and Jeff Patterson is blue. Yeah. I wonder if there's a different. If you could tell the difference through legacy check marks as opposed to subscription check marks. No, but they're both blue. You have to actually click on the check mark to see if it's to see if it's. Uh, so that's what I was saying. Like this, there, I clicked on a oh, blue one, and it says, right. "This is a legacy verified account. It may or may not be notable." But if you look at the other ones, and you can click on them, and it says, "This is this account is ver- verified because it is subscribed to Twitter Blue." Nice. Okay. Yeah, I just did that, and it's awesome because people just fucking have to deal with me clicking on stuff on the <laughs> <laughs> next on clicking on stuff. Yeah. The, the Sorry guys. I'm just, show. I'm trying to find one. That's not a legacy verified one. I want to see yeah. one that's, Oh yeah. No, I see what I just found one. That's verified because it's a subscribe to Twitter blue and they yeah. do look the same. That's kind of annoying. It's I a would annoying. like, yeah. Cause then you have to, you have to sort of do your own verification check on mm-hmm. certain people. It would be nice if the grandfathered in ones were different. Yeah. Wow. Anyway, I feel like you can't say grandfathered in anymore. Jeff, don't. <laughs> People know what I mean. Yeah. If I if I say grandpeopled in, yeah, or... it's, it's there's a racial history of the grandfather grandfather clause uh, on NPR. Anyway, uh, that's a different oh. that's a different podcast. No, see that's. See, that's kind of misleading. I heard somebody talk about this on a podcast before, because when I say grandfathered in, I'm not talking about the racist clauses that were grandfathered in. So it no, shouldn't. But that's the, yeah. Like the term grandfathered in is how is that racist? So that's I'm just reading about it right now. OK. Because I feel it does like have it, so it does have it. It does. So it mm-hmm. says the term grandfathered in has become part of the language. It's an easy way to describe individuals or companies who get to keep operating under an existing set of expectations when new rules are put in place. But mm-hmm. it has its history in racism in the early days of the United States. Like was the term grandfathered in? Yes. So May- it's the, yeah, it was for it was it was for black people to be able to vote. Uh, oh, sorry, I'm reading it right now. So it's a uh, prohibited racial discrimination. Oh, sorry. The 15th Amendment prohibited racial discrimination in voting and was ratified in 1870. Uh, if you know your history, you realize that African-Americans were nevertheless kept from voting in large numbers in the southern states for nearly a century more. Um, they had various requirements like literacy tests, poll taxes, and constitutional quizzes that were designed to keep blacks from registering to vote. And many poor Southern whites were at risk of also losing their rights because they could not have had met the same expectations. Um, so the solution, a half a dozen states passed laws that made men eligible to vote if they had been able to vote before African-Americans were given the, the ability to vote. 
generally around 1867, or if they were lineal descendants of voters back then. And that was called the grandfather clause. So it does have its roots uh, and its origins oh. in racism. So you probably have to start, find another term for grandfather. God damn it. Clause. Now I have to take what's yeah. I remembered reading that before. So I just I'm, I'm looking right now for an alternative. I, can I say the legacy clause? Yes, you can say a legacy clause. Well, then I can't really say legacy blue check marks are or, legacy yeah. clausd in because or, or, or you can say they're pre-approved or exempted or excused or legacied or pre-authorized. Mm carried over from the okay anyways yeah i'm sorry sorry in advance there's a a, uh, so you know so language evolves over time yeah and we're learning how to change language here on the dale show and this is one of the things that we can change no i get it i i i didn't know that the term grandfathered in was had racial connotations i just assumed that racial bullshit laws were grandfathered anyways incorrect i'm going so you know, to we've learned something today i'm going to stop using it because there's no point in me dying on this hill for no reason i'm just <laughs> yeah. going to preemptively apologize because i might forget and say it again at some point <laughs> yeah maybe not that's this okay. it's episode, called learning. you got that's that's called maybe learning. in the future Sorry, but I'm mean, glad you didn't went mean to put that, that on you. I just I no. just remembered hearing that because you said it for a second time. I was like, I think we're not supposed to say that. No, I'm glad you went through that because I don't want to be the grandpa at the table who like I don't want to be the old racist grandpa. <laughs> you don't want to be the racist family member. In, yeah, in, that uh, everybody just doesn't say now. anything because he's old and set in his yeah. way. And I don't want to be like the boomer guy who's like, I should be able to say this. That's not what I mean by it. When I grew the way I grew up, we owned yeah. people. Oh, Jesus Christ, Grandpa. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right. Totally. So okay. there we go. So those are my guesses of why Elon Musk bought Twitter. Those are solid. Those are solid guesses. Okay. Mine would be mine. My mine are the same two that I read that I said earlier. Mm-hmm. There's either an ability for him to somehow make money off of this, which you covered, or yeah. the other option was that he was literally purchasing information to bring down someone else. Oh, the other possibility that i was thinking about before was one of the reasons elon wanted to show all the corruption and stuff or maybe how entangled the government was in twitter was he basically wanted to show that because one of the arguments with twitter before elon bought it was it was a private company so they can do what they want so i felt like i don't know if i still believe this i'm leaning between this and that other theory i pulled out before but I was had this feeling where Elon Musk was basically going to prove that Twitter would have to become like a public utility because yeah, it's, I remember you said this before. Yeah. yeah, it's saturated throughout our zeitgeist. It's in every part of our culture, but it can't operate as a private company anymore because, and he's showing why, because with these Twitter files, you see how corrupt it was and how. Yeah. Some people were getting banned from Twitter and some people weren't. So he's maybe trying to angle it, pivot to it becoming a public utility. And then when something's a public utility, it's kind of paid for by the government. Right. So this would be like kind of how he makes all his money from Elon Tesla. collecting cash from the government. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Because Elon always gets cash from the government. Like with Tesla, he sells his carbon tax, his carbon car credit things, whatever they're yeah. actually called. He sells Tesla or he gives, he allows like Honda to sell Teslas and they get a carbon tax credit from the government for selling electric cars. And then they pass that on that to Elon. Goes, yeah. He get, he gets a kickback or a cut of yeah. it at some point. Yeah. So that's my other theory. 
It's a good theory. I don't even know so, if we're going to get through six. We've already been going for 45 minutes. Too much, too much talk. I'm sorry. My apologies. Hey, that's fine. If we do, if we do the Twitter files, part one and to 17, I honestly, I honestly thought, cause I had only read six of the Twitter files and yeah. like took notes. I honestly thought we were going to just skim through them and I would have not enough material. For and like show. every other episode, when <laughs> we're I thought 45 that, minutes I in. Yeah. proven wrong. So we, so the thing is, I mean, like there, there might even, we have to be careful because there might even be like new information that comes out as we're doing this too. Right. I mean, I don't yeah. know if that's the case, but there might, there, we might uncover some things. If you keep listening I mean, to Rogan, we're going to find some. I follow Matt Taibbi now. So I I'll know be... you do. Yeah. Oh, so it's total side note. I know everybody's fucking just feels like we're edging them because we're not getting to even the first one, <laughs> but uh, we'll get through at least yeah. the first Twitter file guys. But, uh, I'm going to go too. I think we're going to get through too. Okay. So one of the weird things about Matt Taibbi is he sounds like Buffalo Bill from Silence of the Lambs. <laughs> you and he's said you, actually. You, Bill texted me to say that. Yeah. And so I went and listened to a clip and I was like, oh, fuck me. <laughs> totally does. <laughs> oh, yeah. Then, uh, this was the day before Valentine's Day. It was the day before Valentine's Day. I was like, that gives me the best idea because. And so he sent Jeff me a said, playlist. <laughs> Of 30 different versions of Goodbye Horses. The song in Silence of the Lambs when Buffalo Bill's doing the dick tuck. And it's great. Um, you know what? I'll put the link for that too in the show notes. You could go listen to it. It's there's a great some, it's a great playlist. There's like, oh, I can't believe there's 30 there. different versions of it. That's wild. There's more than that. I Those know. are just the ones that were totally Dale's curated 30. <laughs> yeah, some of them. <laughs> and it, the funny thing was, I didn't even mean to make it 30. I was just like, I'm gonna do as many as I could. Yeah, and then I did a search in Spotify, and those were the best ones. Yeah, and then just wild. ended on thirty. Okay. Oh, All right, let's I'm get so glad right I get to, to be your friend. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs> I don't know how to answer that. I'm glad I get to be your friend, Jeff. How's that? That's great. Nice. Saved it. Okay, so Twitter file number one. How and why Twitter blocked the Hunter Biden laptop story uh, by Matt. And this came out December 2nd, 2022. So yeah. this was actually that first part, the um, introduction I read, that was part of this Twitter file. But then, so this one is, I'm going to be reading, but I'm going to read the, it's going to be more point form because it's the more, you, it's the important notes I took out of the Twitter file. The actual Twitter file is the- along the reader the thread reader app uh no i i copied and oh, pasted you made your in, notes yeah i copy and pasted my notes into a google doc and right, i kind of took chunks of the twitter threads and put it in so one thing jeff you're gonna have to do is tell me if it doesn't make sense if i gotcha. jump too far yeah. I'll, I'll listen and I'll, I'll make sure and i'll get clarifications on anything that needs it okay on October 14th, 2020, the New York Post published Biden's secret emails, all caps, an expose based on the contents of Hunter Biden's abandoned laptop. Twitter took extraordinary steps to suppress the story, removing links and posting warnings that it may be unsafe. They even blocked its transmission via direct message, a tool here there to hitherto. Hitherto. Thank you, Jeff. You're welcome here for you. I've never seen this word. You never seen hither no. to you? Okay. I, I've I, only I, read I it. A, yeah. Or I've only heard it. <laughs> this is this is an, an 
um, an illiterate trap where they put words <laughs> that you never read into stories and then you just stumble on them and they're like, obviously Dale doesn't read fucking books and he oh, so outed himself. Yeah. So you didn't read, uh, so you didn't take uh, English in university like I did. I did. Ah. But yeah, that was 20 years ago. It was a long time ago. I have a writing degree in journalism. Oh, that's right. <laughs> but I probably... Maybe I should start. One thing about this fucking Twitter files is it made me want to write he again. Paid for it. Yeah, it totally does. Yeah. Okay. So they even blocked his transmission via direct message, a tool here. Thir- hitherto. Hitherto for extreme cases, e.g. child pornography. And this is wild because I tried this out when it came out because. Child pornography? Um, yes, Jeff. No. <laughs> you have to, you have to really. Trying to do you it. Gotta you gotta watch how you say your sentences, man. Caught me off guard. Uh, no, the uh, direct messaging of a link to the New York Post published Hunter Biden secret uh, email. Yeah. Because one of the reasons, I think they get to it in the Twitter file. One of the reasons that they wanted to put this on, like kibosh this was because if this got out, this was like a month before the election. Yeah. So they didn't want Trump to win or yeah, this was the 20, month before the 2020 election. And they're like, if this Hunter Biden laptop story gets out, Trump's going to win. Yeah. So we got to kibosh this. And it's like, on one hand, you're like, I can't believe they censored anything. But on the other hand, society was fucking sick of having Trump as president they and were. nobody wanted another four years of that. So that's kind of the, uh, reason they did all this totally Mm -hmm. so white house spokeswoman kylie mckinney 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 hope that's right sorry Kylie (laughs) that one i can't help you on yeah was locked out of her account for tweeting about the story prompting a furious letter from trump campaign staffer mike hahn and then if you go to the twitter files you can actually see the twitter letter or the letter that he had sent This led public policy executive Caroline Strom to send out a polite what the fuck query. A note returned the answer that the laptop story had been removed for violation of the company's hacked materials policy. The decision was made at the highest levels of the company, but without the knowledge of CEO Jack Dorsey with former head of legal policy and trust Vijaya Gad playing a key role. And it's funny because you actually Vijaya Gad was on Joe Rogan too. And this like a couple of years ago before all this happened. And she was like talking about, she was basically talking about out of both sides of her mouth. Cause she's like, yeah, Twitter doesn't really have shadow banning and all this stuff. Oh, and, yeah. and meanwhile, behind the scenes, she's just fucking getting the Do Hunter we... Biden story laptop taken down. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And it says that, Jack Dorsey, the old CEO of Twitter, had no idea about this, but I don't know if he had distanced himself because he wanted plausible deniability from the whole thing or if he actually didn't know. Like, maybe we'll never know that. We might never know. I don't think we're ever going to know that. And then former, and so it was mostly Vijaya Gad and former trust and safety chief Yoel Roth. Yoel Roth is littered through all of these Twitter files. He seems to be like the go-to guy that the government would like touch base with. Oh, and uh, when I said that WTF query before, yeah, um, 
Caroline Strom had sent out. It was, I think it was on Slack or Teams. This stuff I'm not familiar with because I have a non-pajama job where I don't work on a computer. So I don't necessarily, I'm thinking it's like a, Teams is like a chat program. You could just chat with people in your office, right? Yeah. Team, teams is, it's connected to your Microsoft account, or if you have like a Microsoft based account at your work, like we use Microsoft teams mm. at our, at our work and yeah, there's chats and you can create uh, like channels and stuff to share within and okay. then Slack is effectively the same thing, but you can share more things in Slack. I don't know. Some people that don't use Microsoft as their email or like mm-hmm. CRM based, they use, they use Slack as the, their communication channel. It's basically a chat. Okay. It's enriched chat. So yeah, a lot of the Twitter files was team teams, chats and messages yeah. and stuff. So totally. and, and like basically you can't really delete the threads and your employer can like log them and keep them if they want or whatever. I mean, that's smart for instances like this, but it's really bad for people who think they're not getting. Yeah. Well, we've said it's it very before casual. and we've said it again. If you're using a work computer for anything, <laughs> just assume everything's being recorded and your boss has the ability to read it. If you want to say anything that you don't want your boss to do, don't use your work laptop, don't use your work phone, don't use your work email or Slack or Teams or anything. Go to Facebook Messenger and say all the shit that would put you in jail because no one's ever going to read that. (laughs) I don't know why everybody's not in jail because everybody has a (laughs) fucking group of friends on Facebook Messenger and you all say the vile shit to each other to try and make each other laugh. Unless you're not me and I'm actually a bad person, but it's so, yeah. Yeah. I I mean, like I've got there, like we have one, there's one that I'm on in my Facebook messenger that I check like twice a week and it's just full of hot garbage at all times. Yeah. I'm just like, I don't have anything to contribute to this. Yeah. It's one of those groups where you're like, if I leave this or should I leave this? So the police don't think I'm, enjoying all this stuff because i i have like a couple faith different friend groups in facebook messenger and they're varying degrees of vileness oh i'm in one with you i'm in the hockey chat that i yeah. check every once a week and i look at it and i'm like oh cool it's just heat's posting stuff yeah <laughs> or me and derek arguing about yeah. stuff i don't that even know who these hockey players yeah. are that one's not that bad but it's not I'm, that bad compared yeah to, yeah I'm in one with like welder friends and that's as you that, can imagine. That one's go that one's prison prison time in there. It's very insensitive to people's feelings. Yeah. Yeah. On purpose. Um okay. Back to Dale reading. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna lose my voice after this. You are. You you're reading hard. Okay. Within a day, head of public policy Lauren Culbertson receives a ghastly letter report from Carl Zasbo of the research firm NetChoice, which had already pulled 12 members of Congress, nine Republicans, and three Democrats from the House Judiciary Committee to, rep- to Representative Judy Chu's office. NetChoice said, our NetChoice lets Twitter know a bloodbath awaits in upcoming Hill hearings with members saying it's a tipping point complaining tech has grown so big that they cannot even regulate themselves. So government may need to intervene. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. So, so as you could see, shit was hitting the fan behind the scenes, but yeah. we didn't really, I remember when the, do you remember when the whole Hunter Biden laptop story thing happened? 
vaguely it was something about russia and and meth or something i don't know i don't even like i remember when it all happened but it was seemed like so long ago now was supposedly what happened was he had dropped his laptop at a repair place in i oh that's right yeah delaware delaware yeah it was delaware and then he never went back to get it so somebody took the laptop and gave it to like rudy giuliani and so the thing where um twitter said they don't want to allow the laptop stories because of hacked materials policy is kind of like good like a legitimate excuse because the only way they got whatever was on the laptop was by hacking it like getting it i mean they probably didn't have to hack it that hard but just going into someone else's phone or laptop without them wanting you to is considered hacking and they found some wild shit on this pod or on this laptop there's like emails from hunter to other people there's like videos of him smoking crack with prostitutes there's like videos of him having sex with prostitutes and there's all this wild shit that he just left on the laptop and then i don't know that's what i leave on my laptop yeah for others to see and uh another note guys if you take videos of yourself (laughs) smoking crack and having sex with prostitutes don't leave them on your work laptop Smart. It's very smart. Here's Dale Dale coming in with the, uh, the sage advice and wisdom. Yeah. Yeah. And another thing somebody was saying was they, they don't know, like you can't prove for sure that these videos of Hunter Biden's crack came off of the laptop, but there are still. There are still videos in circulation of him smoking. Yeah. And it is Hunter Biden and he is doing all that stuff. So, yeah. So maybe a better thing is like, if you're going to smoke crack, make sure everybody has their phones away. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. That's yeah. So this one's kind of like, um, that's the end of the Twitter file one. Yeah. He's basically just goes through examples of like, this is a, I guess this is a good one because it's kind of like when some people inside Twitter found out that people were like blocking the story and being like what the fuck is going on and then some people on twitter being like this is what we do now yeah this is for the greater good we're the judges of moral character and stuff (laughs) oh good that's good that's great yeah and then um actually matt taibbi did oh so you know how i said there were 17 twitter files yeah there's actually a couple more because there are some twitter file supplementals right like this one that became four days after this on December 6th, but it's not part of Twitter file number two. Okay. So this is Twitter file supplemental by Matt December 6th. And it's like, we expected to publish more over the weekend. Many wondered why there was a delay on Tuesday, Twitter deputy general. Oh, sorry. On Tuesday, Twitter deputy general counsel and former FBI general counsel, Jim Baker was fired among the reasons vetting the first batch of Twitter files without knowledge of new management. So Uh, this is wild because that's crazy. Yeah. After Elon Musk sent messages to Matt Taibbi and Barry Weiss and was like, Hey, I got all these fucking emails from the old people who own Twitter. Do you want to go through them and see if there's anything newsworthy on them? And Matt Taibbi and Barry Weiss are like, fuck. Yeah. Give it to us. Give us yeah. the sugar, Daddy. We would like to see this, please. <laughs> yes, very much so. Yeah. And but one of the wild things that happened was as instead of them just getting 
sent to Matt Taibbi and his team because he had a bunch of researchers. And as I go through the Twitter files, you'll see there's like, here, I'll just tell you right now. There are one, two, there's six different authors of Twitter files. So Matt Taibbi is the most prolific one. Yeah. Barry Weiss wrote a couple, but when it was set up, it was going to be all Matt Taibbi and Barry Weiss, and they were going to switch back and forth. I don't know what happened with Barry Weiss, but she only ended up doing two. I'm sure there's a story and a reason yeah. there. Maybe she got told to F Stop off. Stop fucking doing it, yeah. And then there's also Michael Schellenberger, David Zweig, Lee Fang, and Alex Berenson. Right. But for the most part, I'd say of the 17, Matt Taibbi wrote probably, probably at least most nine. of it. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. So anyways, instead of the stuff getting sent to, ter- to Matt's, or Barry's team, or the researchers. It was going to that general. Um, here, I gotta get back to my spot. It was going back to General uh, Jim Baker, right. without Elon Musk knowing it. Nobody knew it, and he was going through me like, "You can't have this. You can't have this." And he was kind of parsing what he was going to allow those guy Matt Taibbi and Barry Weiss to look at, and That's it's so kind much of control. And it's fucked up because he was the Twitter deputy general counsel. Like he was the lawyer, like the main lawyer for Twitter, but he was also an ex FBI lawyer. Oh, was he? So you could see why his view would have been slanted on what he allowed to let through. And that might even be actually why in the first Twitter file, there's no mention of the FBI or the DHS. It was just conveniently eliminated from it. Yeah. So it was, it all looked like, it was all internal Twitter memos saying killing the Hunter Biden laptop right. story instead of it coming from the FBI. Um, so, yeah, among the reasons of him getting fired from general counsel was he was vetting the first batch of the Twitter files without the knowledge of the new management. The right. process for producing the Twitter files involved delivery to two journalists, Barry Weiss and Matt Taibbi, via a lawyer close to new management. However, after the initial batch, things became complicated over the weekend while we both dealt with obstacles to new searches this is matt taibbi talking and um when he says both of us he means him and barry it was barry weiss who discovered that the person in charge of releasing the files was someone named jim when she called to ask jim's last name the answer came back jim baker baker's a controversial figure he has been something of a z-league of F- I don't know what Z that word means. I'll look it up. Okay, yeah, look up what uh, just Google something of a Z League or Z League definition. So Baker is a controversial figure. He has been something of a Z League of FBI controversies dating back to 2016, from the Steele dossier to the Alpha Server mess. Ooh, so if you don't know what the Steele dossier is, that was the thing that kicked off um Russiagate where it was where they um alleged that Trump won the election via Russian help and then they looked into it and they wasted three years of everybody's time because nothing ever happened but still people think Trump got in from help from Russia so okay so I think it's uh, a reference to Leo Zelig who is a writer and actor and a researcher who writes extensively on African politics and history. 
uh, including books on working class struggle and the development of revolutionary movements and biographies on some of Africa's most important political thinkers and activists. So that's the only thing that I could come up with that it might refer to, because the only other thing is Zelig is a suffix for uh, in German for four lines. Okay, you know what? <laughs> that was not helpful at all. So Rackick News, that thing that I said that had the capsule. Yep. It has a um, it has a glossary of Twitter files terms. Okay, I'm just gonna see if that's in the glossary because this still makes no fucking sense to me. Damn it, it doesn't. So, um, you know, what? I'm gonna duck, duck, go it. See if it comes up with something else. Dun, dun, dun. Well, in the late Real? '60s, there was a journalist called Ken Zelig who. Uh... Yeah. Uh, oh, this is a weird one. Snagged three interviews with John Lennon and Yoko Ono. So that's what he's famous for. So maybe it's that he got interviews with people who are notoriously hard to get uh, oh, interviews with. I think I got another reference. Okay. So Z League is a 1983 American mockumentary film written direct. <laughs> Man, we're all over the map with this one. We clearly okay. don't know what we're talking so about. So this is so Z League is apparently was a mockumentary written, directed, and starring Woody Allen as Leonard Z League, a nondescript enigma who apparently out of his desire to fit in and be liked, unwittingly takes on the characteristics of strong personalities around him. Hmm. So that sounds like it could be Yeah, so maybe, he's that's, saying, maybe that's more that would be that would be a very American reference. Yeah, so it's saying like maybe this Baker guy was taking on the strong personalities around him. Yeah. Of FBI controversy. So maybe he was like kind of controversy turning himself to his personality to be more like the FBI conspiracies that he had been exposed to since 2016. Okay, that makes kind of sense. Yeah. Thanks for being very clear, Matt Baker <laughs> or Matt Taibbi. <laughs> Matt Taibbi. <laughs> You're welcome, Dale. This is why I don't read. You're welcome, Dale. <laughs> Next time I'll be more clear for you. I'd read you... it better. <laughs> <laughs> so Matt uh, Baker resigned in 2018 from the FBI after an investigation into leaks to the press. The news that Baker was reviewing the Twitter files surprised everyone involved, to say the least. New Twitter chief Elon Musk acted quickly to exit Baker Tuesday. So, yeah. Do we have any thoughts before we move on to Twitter file number two? I definitely don't. Mm -hmm. I'm low on thoughts. It's okay, all yeah. Like, yeah. Okay. Let's, let's do, do Twitter file let's two. Let's do number two. We've got, we've got 20 minutes out. to do this. Yeah. Oh, my God. We made it through two of 17. Yeah. I mean, at least we know what we're doing on the Dale show for the next little while. Yeah. So and this the is best the... part is we don't have any competition because I couldn't find out anybody who wrote about the Twitter files <laughs> well, in a different place. I know. Like you think there'd be like a YouTube video or something about mm -hmm. it, but there's like fucking nothing. So Actually, I it's, think it's so funny. Matt so Taibbi, sorry. I think Matt no, Taibbi has talked about it on yeah. a podcast on racket.com because that's his, his right. website or whatever. Okay. Sorry. Go ahead. No, I was just, I was saying like you keep, um, did you ever watch storage wars? This is a total aside. Yeah, I did. 
So there was a guy on that yep. show called Bar- Barry Weiss. He was that the older guy with the gray hair was and the he? skeleton gloves. His name was Barry yeah. Weiss. So every time you say Barry Weiss, and I know Barry Weiss is the journalist, and, and oh, she's funny. clearly not her, but you keep saying Barry Weiss, and I keep immediately thinking of the dude from Storage Wars because I spent too much time watching Storage Wars. Dude, the funniest thing. Okay, back before I was a welder, I worked in the Calgary Sun newsroom, and there was this guy named Ian, and I hadn't really watched Storage Wars and he would always, and there's one guy in Storage Wars who would always be like, yep. Yeah. So every time, every time someone in the newsroom said, yep, in casual conversation, we would all just be like, yep. And then someone from across (laughs) the room would be like, yep. Yeah. They'd all put up their hand and just yell, yep. And it would like, oh my God, whoever wasn't in on the joke was so mad and yeah, that just makes it so much funnier yeah, yeah totally oh god that's pretty <laughs> because, funny actually and the funny thing is it's just like a, the newsroom is just it's this like it's um it's like this weird ambiance because it's like there's oh, yeah, people doing newsroom, I know. serious yeah. fucking news stories like talking to police and stuff yeah in the same big room as everybody else because you have to be able to talk yeah. to each other and I don't know, in case some you emergency bounce stories happens. off and stuff and like, yeah, you trade shit, right? Like, yeah. So like people are talking to police or whatever, and there's just some asshole like me yelling. Yep. In the, yep, background, in the background. Yeah. Because totally. I was a graphic oh, yeah. designer no. making um graphics for the news stories and stuff. So I've I definitely worked like... in a newsroom. It's like a <laughs> locker room, but it's like a serious locker room. I don't even know how to explain yeah. it. It's totally. It's fun. weird because it's this like weird mix of like blue collar and white collar. Totally. Because everybody's like educated and write and in like the arts and stuff but they all act like they're like tradesmen because it's it is kind of a trade so they so, all have that like well yeah like did you ever have the pressman come up from downstairs yeah yeah that's fucked like, these, dude, covered these in dudes ink. in coveralls covered in ink like head to toe and they're just like that dude's name is larry and he's been there since 1946 and yeah. he's just like fucked up and like all grizzled and he's like the, the plates aren't working properly today and yeah like, oh my god who's and he's in like the same office that i go into to talk to the city editor right yeah like, it's messed up yeah and the wild thing about print media dying was there was guys like Larry who like worked in the basement yeah. and like so you bought a house and raised a family totally. off of the newspaper. And now yeah. they're just like, just gone. gone, just gone. Yeah. Those guys don't exist anymore. It's wild. It's depressing to think about. Yeah. But, anyway, sorry. <laughs> Back yeah. on track. Very wise. Yup. <laughs> okay. Twitter secret blacklist. Twitter file number two. This is a fun one. Cause I obviously got blacklisted on Twitter. Cause uh, you know, did you? No, fuck. I'm just kidding. Oh. I'm not even close to that important. I like to say I've been shadow banned <laughs> and not just, that. Just I only like, have 200 people that follow me. Yeah. So who cares? Uh, and I like to say I'm shadow banned because I don't want Twitter to be like my real life where people just don't like my jokes and don't yeah. find them entertaining. <laughs> totally. Because if I wasn't shadow banned, people would just be patting me on the back, telling me really? how hilarious I am and that how handsome I am. And I should well, be rich and famous and they can't understand why. I tell and you that all the time, buddy. That's yeah. true. Well, I don't send you money. That's the thing I don't do. You're, I gotta, you're, I gotta up my game, apparently. You're one of the good ones, Jeff. Again, start. Keep going. <laughs> okay. Tell me more. Twitter file number two, secret blacklists. Teams of Twitter employees build blacklists, prevent disfavored tweets from trending, and actively limit the visibility of entire accounts or even trending topics, all in secret, without informing users. The fun thing about this is now I'm reading Barry's writing. So you might feel a narrative shift in her. There will be a narrative, narrative voice. Shift. Yeah. So you can already tell that was like one 
paragraph of a sentence with like so many commas and stuff. So she likes to have longer sentences than Matt yeah. Taibbi. Okay. She doesn't write like she worked for Rolling Stone at some point. Oh my god, dude! This whole okay, this whole paragraph is one sentence. Give it. And it's that Dale, I, Dale reading collegiate level paragraphs. And I thought that was the end, but this that was only it's a half. Just night. the beginning. I accidentally put a break in there. Okay, so they were doing this all in secret <laughs> without informing users. For example, Stanford's Dr. Che Batacharya. Oh, here we go. Batacharya, Charya, Batacharya, Batacharya, who argued that COVID lockdowns would harm children. Twitter secretly placed him on a Twitter blacklist, which prevented his tweets from trending. And this is the most, it's, this is my favorite part about the whole Twitter files and stuff is because it's like a peek behind the curtain because like I was joking about being like um, shadow banned and stuff, but there's all this like trends back blacklist and stuff where it's like, you're not shadow banned, but the algorithm won't put you in yeah, the well, trending on Twitter column and stuff. Yeah. It's not going to boost you and it won't boost you yeah. to people who may be interested in you. And it's funny about how many different ways. And it's like, now that Elon's taken over, we were talking about the sponsored uh, Twitter blue before that actually gets the algorithm to more favorably bump you into the trending and stuff. So yeah. it's like, so it's almost like it's almost kind of like he's as insidious as they were, but he's doing it in a positive way if you pay for it. Yeah. So he's not using these tools to hold people down. He's using them to raise people up if they pay for it. So it's kind of like simony. That's not. I just like that. I don't know that term. Simony is when you give the church money and they give you favorable entrance to yeah. heaven, in case you didn't know. Twitter denied that it does such things. In 2018, Twitter's Vijaya Gad, then head of legal policy and trust, and Kayvon Bakepour, head of product, said, we do not shadow ban, they added, and we certainly don't shadow ban based on political viewpoints or ideology. Both proved to be wrong. <laughs> what many people call shadow batting, Twitter executives employees call visibility filtering or... <laughs> Yeah. yeah yeah i love that that's such a marketing term right you're like oh no 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 no. you're not being shadow banned it's called visibility filtering visibility positive. Filtering. you gotta spin a negative into a positive Keep why call it shadow banning peasant. when you can call it visibility filtering multiple gonna, high yeah, yeah. Go ahead, multiple sorry. high level sources confirmed its meaning that would be in the twitter file where she puts the proof but i'm not going to say that VF refers to Twitter's control over user visibility. It used VF to block searches of individual users, to limit the scope of particular tweets' discoverability, to block select users' posts from ever appearing on the trending page, and from inclusion into hashtag searches. Hashtag so, bullshit. Like one of the reasons how <laughs> I said I was visibility filtered before was people not... <laughs> including the hashtag super handsome dale wouldn't be included in that because yeah. they visibility filtered my account so that that hashtag wouldn't be attached to it otherwise yeah. everybody would be saying it it's, it's the yeah, only answer be saying it that's the only answer yeah <laughs> hashtag send dale money got yeah. so got visibility filtered hashtag shadow ban <laughs> oh my god <laughs> That's it. I'm oh my using God, visibility I'm... filtering for everything. Hey, how come you weren't in your office today? I was visibility filtered. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna like 
tweet hashtag visibility filtered and nice nobody's gonna know what i'm talking about that's hilarious it'll be like an easter egg for when somebody listens to this the group that decided whether to limit the reach of certain users was the strategic response team global escalation team or srt get it often handled up to 200 cases a day wow that's quite a bit (laughs) but there existed a level beyond official ticketing Beyond the rank and file moderators following the company's policy on paper. That is the site integrity policy, policy escalation support. The SIP piss. That's not what they <laughs> call it, but that's what I'm going to call it. It's SIP dash PES. So SIP piss. Is, is that when you sit to pee? Yeah. SIP piss. That's when you drink <laughs> piss. It's such a stupid acronym. <laughs> I know. The, uh, the cert get was better than the uh, cert gets not bad. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, cert, cert get. <laughs> this secret glute. <laughs> the secret glute. I oh, was boy. doing so good. I Sorry, even I had, you off. It's, I had we're, emphasis for yeah. dramaticism. We've got 12 minutes left. Keep it rolling. Oh, Jesus. I got to go get groceries. Okay. <laughs> The secret I gotta gloop. take an edible and go to I bed. just said the secret gloop again. The secret, secret gloop. I'm going to just name sorry, a band. I'm sorry. Go gloop. ahead. Go ahead. I'll be quiet. My this secret, secret gloop has been visibility filtered. <laughs> <laughs> this oh secret group included head of legal policy and trust Vijaya Gad. The global head of trust and safety, Yoel Roth. Subsequent CEOs, Jack Dorsey and Parag Agrawal. And other libs of tick and others. Oh my god, sorry, there's Barry a bug Agarwal. on my screen. There's a stink Agarwal bug. Is the uh, really weird? Yeah, we have a lot uh, of stink uh, bugs. Prague Agrawal is the new CEO of Twitter, or the current CEO of Twitter. Oh, okay, I think pretty sure. Yeah, so one of these um people that got fucking banhammered the most was libs of TikTok. Have you ever right. looked at have you ever seen them? Yeah, he's current. Oh no, he's not the C- the CEO of Twitter anymore. He was right. Elon Musk is duh. Yeah, <laughs> he was the CEO from twenty one to twenty two, uh, yeah. November to October for yeah, after Jack Dorsey, and then mm-hmm. I guess yeah. Sorry, sorry. Every, what what yeah. did you say about that? So sit piss. One of the people they went after was the libs of TikTok account. Oh yeah, right. And uh, if you haven't followed libs of TikTok, it's a great follow. They basically just take all the super annoying stuff libs post and repost it do you follow them on tiktok or on twitter they're on twitter and they are a tiktok account but they post their tiktoks to so they take libs of tiktok so they go they find all these liberal tiktoks and they put the videos on twitter and then this is what twitter does so twitter repeatedly informed chaya raichik who runs the account that she had been suspended for violating twitter's policy against hateful conduct which, oh my God, you I've lost seen some me. shit on Twitter. I've seen some shit on Twitter that should absolutely be reported. Mm-hmm. But the problem here is they, she wasn't saying hateful things about these videos. She was just taking videos that people post and putting them on Twitter and not giving any context. So yeah, I wouldn't really count that as hateful conduct. Like the obvious implication is look how ridiculous these people are. Yeah. Okay. Totally. But in an internal sip piss memo from October 20, 2022, after her seventh suspension, the committee acknowledged that Libs of TikTok 
has not directly engaged in behavior violative of the hateful conduct policy. These are the fucking emails you fucking delete. So yeah, these are definitely the emails after. that you scrub and get rid of. Yeah. Because if you suspend one account seven times, yeah, don't go fucking telling your friends actually they've never violated the hate policy that we suspended them seven times from because right. that's ridiculous. The committee justified her suspensions internally by claiming her post encouraged online harassment of hospitals and medical providers by insinuating that gender affirming healthcare is equivalent to child abuse or grooming. And they have to say stuff like she was insinuating this. Right. Cause they because, can't legally say that she did do it. Yeah. Because I don't, maybe if I go back to, uh, cause I, from the only post I've seen, is she just post videos? So maybe she had talked about. Oh yeah, yeah. Or she posted videos of people saying that all oh, the gender affirming healthcare is right. equivalent to health, um, child abuse and grooming and stuff. And then, um, so that's the end of Twitter files too. Uh, they give more examples of people that sit piss went after if you actually go in and yeah. read them and i will add those links in the email or in the show notes so you can go check it out it's kind of cool like she says to watch matt Ta- matt taibi for the next installment so they are like working on it together which is kind of a neat way to link it all together so mm-hmm. next time when we do it is uh are we doing the removal of donald trump next is that the yeah that's twitter yeah. file number three okay but um actually we're we're let me just see. So we'll do that, but I kind of wanted to not go right. as in depth on the removal of Trump. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. Totally, most people are know about most people know about it. It was the nicest time on Twitter when he wasn't even active. Yeah. It was beautiful. Well, that and it's like two, three. Yeah, it's, it's a bunch. three different Twitter files. Yeah. It's like three, four, and five. Yeah. And one's by um oh, excuse me. You okay there? Get the burps. Got the coughs. Oh yeah, I had the coughs a couple of times. I'm sorry. I apologize. I don't think I muted in time. I didn't hear you coughing. So okay, because I kind of went away. You're like one of those. <coughs> it that might have been my because chair. I was that was talking, my chair. You know. <laughs> <laughs> if you got the audio, yeah. that was no. It's not going to do it now because you're watching. Yeah. <laughs> well, mostly I just want to try to skim over the Donald yeah, Trump removal because that's totally it's fine. Three different Twitter threads and Twitter. took us an hour to get through two. So yeah. I think we'll be we'll be faster on the next ones. This today today was the feeling out and the setup process for it. So yeah. All right. And tangents. Yeah, tangent factory. I'll try to not go on so many tangents next time. Let's wrap this up. I gotta get rolling. Yeah, me too. You gotta go even get my, groceries. Even my voice doesn't want me to keep going because yeah. I don't know what happened. I think I just dried out. I dried out. <laughs> I'm, I'm all dry. <laughs> <laughs> you know what it was? It was that emphatic talking it was my narrator voice. It was your narrator voice it totally was. Yeah, your narrator voice dried out your vocal cords for sure <laughs> all right so thank okay. you for joining us uh for the dale show on twitter files episode one uh twitter files part one whatever the episode is don't forget episode 26 to, 26 don't forget uh dale you want to do the merch speech yeah buy some merch um we cool. have mugs yeah. if you want one of these 
particular mugs you have to message me though because these are from Costco and I have to order them separately. But there are mugs you can order directly off of the Redbubble website. They are 12 ounce. These ones are 16 ounces. They hold a full can. They hold a full can of soda or the beverage of your choice that is 355 milliliters in Canadian measurements. And if you don't speak Imperial, eight ounces is 250 milliliters. So 12 ounces is... 375 and then 16 ounces is 500 milliliters um yeah and i you could get like the dale show logo which you can see there that's the tri skull logo jeff has the tri skull and the letter logo you could get those on t-shirts stickers and pretty much anything you want the links are in the show notes it's just uh, my username is Dalebot on Redbubble, and all the designs are on there. There are other designs too. Um, we do have a Patreon if you feel bad for me and want to give me money because Twitter shadow banned me and I can't get money there. Uh, <laughs> visibility filtered. Well, that's true. <laughs> uh, if you want to unvisibility filter my life and make me rich and famous so I could quit my welder job so I can go back to school and learn how to read apparently that would be nice <laughs> just go. I was gonna go back and take some advanced <laughs> advanced uh yeah reading classes uh i'll put the link in the show notes it's just the dale show on patreon uh if you want to send us an email we don't have an email you could just comment under this video and i'll see it or if you're listening to this on audio i guess just go to outragefactpod at gmail.com i will i'm the guy who runs the the email for outrage factory so i'll see him there so just message me be like hey this is for the dale show not outrage factory although it's it's me on both shows so whatever complaints or admirations you have would go for either one but if it's for jeff you would have to write the dale show yeah if because funnily enough if you just say your bald co-host is quite handsome <laughs> you're, you're the other co-host, on that one there's the a, other yeah. co-host is Derek, and he is also bald yeah there's a hundred percent chance if you refer to somebody as the bald co-host you get both yeah of us. yeah but secret time jeff's more attractive than oh start again there the, you again go again with the compliments oh damn. <laughs> If you um, want to try and find us on the interwebs, uh, you can find me at Mr. Goats, M-I-S-T-E-R-G-O-A-T-S on the Twitter fine. machine. Sorry, you can find me at Super Dalebot on Twitter machine. Um, TikTok, I haven't posted on, I haven't posted a podcast video in a while, but it's just Dale DeRuiter. I account. You don't really. Yeah. It'll we'll just see. annoy you. Yeah, <laughs> I know you like, like actually my twi- like my Twitter account and my Facebook account. They both yeah. me. Yeah, totally. Actually, TikTok can be good if you tr- if you tweak your algorithm to only show you what you want. Yeah, because mine's like all people making stuff. Oh, that'd be cool. power tools and stuff. Nice. <laughs> like such a I'm such an old dude when it comes to TikTok. <laughs> oh my god. Um, yeah, that's it. Right on. That's it. Thank you for joining us. All right, and until show. next time. We'll see you on the internet. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.